There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with co-host Catherine Rance, Andy Rant Bernard. <laughs> And Cassie Schrader. This is really fun watching yeah. Catherine trying to get lotion out of that bottle. You're, on, you're on camera. I don't oh, know if you know well. that. Or not. Hi. You look like a lunatic. Very thick lotion, apparently. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> we'll be right back with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Oh, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? And I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer is rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. And old business I know. Well, I get to start my week on the podcast here in about Tim Lammer's package. That's all I needed. <laughs> Pack and heat, brother. Pack and heat, baby. That's all I know. You need heat today. Yeah. You're packing heat. There's no yeah, question. Yeah, no, it. I just got a delivery from UPS, and they were daring enough. Because I live up on a hill. They were daring enough to power through and drive up and clear a path for all the other vehicles. Neither snow nor I'm sleep. I'm very happy. No. Yeah, it Whatever was it triple is. drive time this morning. It was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I spent an hour driving to a walkthrough and 15 minutes at the walkthrough. So that no. was fun. Yeah, I yeah, love that. 
So we got a couple of things to talk about. So you, I'll just jump in whenever whenever you're you're ready because I want to ask you a couple of things uh, when you're when you're at a convenient time in your report. Let's put it that way. Well, you can you can start right now if you want. Whenever. What the hell I'm, happened I'm a- to that that kids movie? What's it called? Play Mobile. Oh, <laughs> what? Yeah. Playmobile. Oh, because there's no e at the end of it. It just says mobile. Oh, really? Playmobil is an old brand of yeah. child's toys. Wasn't it like yeah, some... they're actually, yeah. they've been, yeah, they've been around a long time. They were started in West Germany. Oh. Tells you Nine! <laughs> um, there's a movie? Movie is yeah, a complete know, right? stiff. Yeah. Is it? I hadn't it, even it heard of it. It was not a good weekend for movies. It was I mean, not at especially all. Especially new movies. I don't even know where Where did that one end up on Playmobil? Came in, I believe, 16th. It opened in 16th place. $288 per theater. I didn't even know it was a movie until I went and saw Frozen 2. So I was looking at movie times, and I was like, what is this movie? I didn't even know it was coming out. And I'm like, Playmobil. Nobody cares. I don't think they did a lot of pre-selling that thing. They could have marketed that a lot better. Yeah. Playmobil Yeah, they were trying to... Let's see. Thinking there was going to be another Lego movie. Yeah. Internationally, it did great. Domestically, it made six hundred thousand dollars. Ooh! <laughs> did, it, did it kill it in Germany? Did it, uh, honestly, big, like I, him and I bet. Hasselhoff? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, yeah, David Hasselhoff and Playmobil. It, it made twenty times internationally what it did domestically. Well, Ooh, I don't, twelve million. Well, is that something the kids even play with anymore? I remember they were big when you were a little kid. Yeah, I kind of feel like maybe they're not. So I don't even know if people, if kids are familiar with the brand. You here. see them in uh, specialty shops. Okay. And uh, you know, like the creative kids, kid stuff sort of places. Oh, okay. So and they there's a little special area in Target, <clears throat> like by the educational toys. So obviously, they don't have the mass appeal that Legos. See, it killed it in yeah. France. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> well, but yeah, that makes sense because the unemployment rate in France is eight point five percent, so they don't have anything. They got to do. nothing better to do. <laughs> yeah, they Germany got was number yeah, two. Yeah, but how do they spend money to get in? True. Well, I'm sure they're all on the dole in France. Isn't that a socialist outfit? Isn't it? They're not all on the dole. <laughs> yeah, Western Europe, it did really well. So I'm guessing Playmobil is largely a. It's like for we got Lego, they got yeah. Playmobil, that kind of thing. So, oh. <laughs> look, look, it was just a. I I don't understand it. How you would think during the holiday season there would be a big movie coming out every weekend, and that's not the case. No. How it used to be. Yeah. Yeah, it used to be. And last weekend, um, the biggest release you got was actually an expansion of the film that I reviewed on KQ on Thursday, which is Dark Water. So that was a limited release, and then it expanded to wide last weekend. But then you have. Um, Jumanji and Richard Jewell both coming out this week. Oh. Why didn't one of those films open on this past weekend? You think it would, they would have done a lot better business instead of going head to head against each other this weekend? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, they must be the, doing their market research, and that's what it tells them to do. I don't have any. Or they idea. just probably figured they'd get their ass kicked by Frozen anyway. So they Frozen okay, two. How did good Frozen week. two do? Huge. Huge. Yep. Yeah, it was number one again. Jesus. Yeah, thirty-four million. I love it. Which is, did you love it? A great release mm-hmm. for any first week for any film, and this is the third week. So you know, yeah, it's it's going to be another billion-dollar worldwide movie if it isn't already. I've seen it twice. Almost nine hundred million. I've oh. seen. Yep. Yeah, yep. I've seen it it's twice. It's headed there. So 
I saw it twice, once on a, on a preview and then once uh, with children. Mm-hmm. How'd that go? <clears throat> well, the kids were all just, the, the kids were surprisingly quiet mm-hmm. um, really? through most of the yeah. movie. The Samantha joke yeah. carries on for months. The Samantha joke yes. is huge. Yeah. Fawn is still running. Samantha. Yeah. Fawn is still running around going, Samantha! (laughs) (laughs) She's still doing I love that flurry fluff ball of Olaf. I know. Olaf is a great character. Oh, God, yeah, Olaf's a wonderful character. I actually liked the movie better the second time. Really? You like this? Which one better? Frozen. I saw it twice, and I like Frozen 2 better the second time. So just how I felt. Yeah, I I loved that. You know, and and it's one of those films you really should see on the big screen because it is beautiful. You have to see it on a big screen. I agree. Uh, yeah, absolutely. First time you see, you better see it on a big screen. See, see, if it were me that said that, I would have said we've seen it twice. I wouldn't have said oh, I saw yeah. it twice. Yeah, don't worry about my feelings. <laughs> I forgot that you yeah, went you know. to the preview. I forget you were alive, honey. <laughs> don't worry about it. Well, you normally don't go to that stuff. I mean, I don't. You're absolutely right. I usually can't get uh, so I just can't get that working. Block you out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I feel much better about myself now. That's good. That's a wonderful thing. Well, you didn't Well, Tommy, let me give you something you could feel good about. My wife keeps talking about how she cannot believe how beautiful your blue eyes are. Mine? How about that? There. Well, I always like your wife. I just want you to know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She keeps saying, it's like, shit. Tell tell her to back off. (laughs) That's the only thing that Catherine likes about me. That's it. I guess she's hinting here. I don't know. Yeah. The only thing that Catherine we, we screened it with uh, Catherine and, and uh, yes. I'm trying to give some uh, context to the situation. Patty and I saw the film with, with Catherine and, and Tommy. Yes. Yep, we did. Yeah, so. We all saw it together. Um, so I talked about this on the air briefly. This has nothing to do with entertainment, but I just want to point this out again. So I go to give Catherine a kiss last night, and she goes, Oh, my God, your breath is horrendous. <laughs> I had just brushed my teeth and flossed. You hold on to garlic like... garlic from three days earlier. It just won't leave me. No, you're just... My dad was like that, too. My dad could... Yeah, he could have a little bit of garlic. He'd smell like garlic for a month. Uh, Why is... I I wonder why that is. I don't know. Some people just do. Alex is like that, too. If she eats garlic, her breath is just horrible for days. (laughs) That was really nice. Your breath stinks. Oh, let me give you another kiss. I'm sorry. It just did. You don't need to share everything. Yes, about you do. our lives with everything. everybody. Everything. Can I bring something up, Tim? No, nope, you're out. I saw a movie on the plane. It was American Woman with oh, Anne, is American Anna, Anna, Annette Bening. No, or is that something? Um, maybe I'm Anna Kendricks, up. the redhead with the everything big. With everything big, <laughs> what does that mean? Her butt and her breasts. Yes. Is that everything? That's to her you? name, right? I got it right. Anna Kendrick. Huh? Anna yeah. Kendrick, yeah. Yeah. American woman, I don't think had Anna Kendrick. Uh, in it. it did too. Never heard of it. It did not. I, I thought it was American it. Girl or something. Are you talking about American oh, Woman, the, the movie about. That just was out. Pennsylvania. Yes. Yeah, no, no, Anna Kendrick. That is not true. Christina Hendricks? That's the one. <laughs> oh, Christina <laughs> Hendricks. There you go. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I got some part of it right. Hendrix, Kendrix, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a that was a very depressing movie. 
When did that come out? I don't even remember last it being year. out I of the theater. I don't even recall hearing. I didn't even hear about it. This Since is the first time I've heard of it. Came out last year and made $200,000. So. Oh, Sienna Miller was in it. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I mean, Sienna Miller. I mean, you'd think that that would mm, do better. Yeah, another. Yeah, they're very notable people. But, you know, it's yeah. funny. I mean, even movies with Al Pacino once in a while will come out and nobody has seen them. Yep. You know, it, it's true. distributors. And if it's a small time distributor, yeah. it just. Yeah, it was and it's, sometimes it's uh, plays in two theaters and it opens on video on demand at the same time. You know? mm. Well, I saw it on the airplane, and um, it was it was very well done, very well acted. It just was so incredibly depressing that I can't imagine anybody you wanting to hang. see it. Very depressing. I well, can that's see that. why a movie like um, Dark Waters, you know, that opened in sixth in wide release because it's about. Uh, you know, a chemical company uh, being accused of poisoning the residents of a city, 70,000 people. You know, it's not the sort of movie you want to run out and oh. see, but it's a very, very good movie. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I can see. I mean, you got to just, especially holiday season, you got to have light and happy. Yeah, that would help. And also, I just think with our political climate being so crappy and everybody being so upset with each other i just don't know if people want heavy content yeah I probably like not. not only the political climate i think there's been a glut or there was a glut of like depressing movies for a while there i felt like for a few years that's all that came out was like sad stuff and i think people just got sick of it yeah it could be so well, i have to tell you about a movie it is depressing because depressing things happen in it. It doesn't open until next month, but it's going to get a limited release, and I can't talk too much about it yet. It's called 1917. It takes place during World War One. Mm-hmm. All those two soldiers on a suicide mission. The movie oh. is done in one shot. Except for, I mean, obviously there's digital editing going on. They didn't film it in one day, but it takes place over the course of these guys uh, delivering a message to some troops behind enemy lines. One of the most incredible movies I've ever seen. Really? Oh, really? Oh, God. Did you cry? Incredible. And and I, I swear I can't review it. Well, I just I guess I just talked about it, but <laughs> you know. But again, it, it's not. It's it's obviously not a feel good movie in in that sort of way because it's it's war. It's hellish for these guys. But yet it's important to see. It's important reminder of you know the, the, in the, these troops they were British troops you know but they're allies and and. Uh, Man, what these guys went through. I see that. Gotta appreciate, you know, what's going on. Yeah. I see Midway's a stiff. That's too bad. Ah, yeah. I don't know. Millennials don't care about that kind of stuff. They just don't care. No. Well, they certainly should care about. They don't. Our history as a nation. The only thing they care about in history is slavery and the Nazis. Yes, that's basically all of history, according to Western audiences. It's been a lot. Well, having said that, though, Harriet is a terrific movie. I mean, it's depressing as all hell, you know, at (laughs) first, especially. Yeah. Before she she uh, ran away from she, her husband was free, but they would not let her. Well, I should. You got to see the movie. I mean, plus you probably you you know the history already. But yeah, I mean, so it it was very well done. I mean, and you hope that least if that's the only movies they're going to make historically that people still go see them. Yeah. Cause it's really important. That's you know? true. Yeah. You can't no, ever lose true. sight of that. 
That's very true. Catherine, one of Catherine's favorite movies, uh, was a total bomb, was the fifth worst movie of the year. What's it called? What's your face, Bernadette, was it? Where'd you go, Bernadette? Where'd you go, Bernadette? What's your face? I don't know what it's called. Well, I had actually already seen it when it first came out because I read the book and I liked the book. Yeah, everybody liked Um, the book. But Alex had book club over at our house and we watched the movie again. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, everybody was talking during the movie, so... Didn't really get to watch it. Oh, you didn't get to watch it again anyway. Yeah, but it, I didn't love the movie in the first place. Yeah, I said the movie's nowhere near as good as the book. I didn't think that they cast it right, and I think that they just left out some major pieces of the book that, yeah. you know, once I read a book and then I watch the movie, I, I almost always like the book better. That's why J.D. Salinger said you will never make a movie out of Catcher in the Rye. It's never <laughs> yep. going to happen. Mm. Oh, yeah, that would be tough. Oh, that would be hard to make that movie. But, I mean, now the movie... Where'd you go? Bernadette made a blistering $10 million worldwide, 9.1 mm. here. Oh. Oh. So that was a stiff, I'm guessing. Total stiff. <laughs> not so good. That's yeah, not it good was, at all. got people like uh, Kate oh. Blanchett in it, and that's your star. And plus there are some other notable people in it, right? Uh, so. Yeah, I can't remember the name of her neighbor, what actress that was, and her husband was... I mean, I, you recognize quite a few people in it. It just was... Everybody was just kind of a jerk mm-hmm. in the in the movie. Yeah, it just was. You gotta no, have likable characters. Yeah, nobody was very likable. Oh, yeah, but daughter. they're all Alex's friends. So. <laughs> oh, you mean in the actual movie? I thought you meant in the movie Knock theater. Oh wow, what a cast! Uh, Kristen Wiig, yeah, Ooh, Judy man. Greer, yep. Megan Mullally, Steve Zahn, Lawrence Fishburne. Holy, well, smoke. those guys just Love did that. little tiny um, like interviews on like videotape. They weren't actually in the movie. They just did like a little tiny cameo. Lawrence Fishburne and stuff. Oh, wait, he did show up. He did show up for a while, so he was a little bit more than a cameo, but they had a lot of people just pop up. It just wasn't good. The direction, it it wasn't good. (laughs) We shall take a break. Just a couple of seconds. We're back more with Timmy. Timmy's got a bunch to talk about, a couple more movies I want to ask him about. So we will be right back with Tim Lammers and the family. Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, we've been talking about North American Banking Company for a few years now. One thing we've discussed is that the bank is locally owned and operated. Well, how does that benefit your customers? Tommy, projects and opportunities for expansion come up quickly for business owners. A locally owned and managed bank like North American Banking Company means decisions can be made just as quickly. We know Minnesota. We live in the communities we serve. So we have experience and firsthand knowledge for what's happening in your life where you live. That means decisions are made here. We don't ship them off or pass the buck someplace out of state. Finally, getting our customers quick answers allows them to take decisive action, and that's how business gets done. Man, Michael, you're getting good at this. Practice makes perfect. Uh, Perfect? Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment, what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? Well, I'm living proof. That dream can come true. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out 
if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic. Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary. Yep. Mm, mm, mm. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. I'm just doing it anyway. Not quite. Samantha? <laughs> Samantha? 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 <laughs> she thinks you should have seen Fawny at Sam's Christmas Village. When Santa came to the cabin, she folded up like a card table, she went and hid in the corner. acted like a complete squirrel. And what was the name, Timmy, what was the name of the psychotic man when when Dracula first comes out of the coffin in the original version uh, of Dracula? I, I heard you talking about this morning. I, I think it's Renfield. It is Renfield. You're absolutely right. It yes. Because she sounded just like Renfield. She's like, <laughs> like, God. Sounds like fun. Right? Oh, she was really whipped up about Santa. And all uh, Sagey did was he gave Santa about high ten fives. high fives. Yep. High fives. Just kept giving him high fives the whole time he was there. But yeah, it was it what a what a great thing. Timmy, did you hear the the backup on that deal? Yeah, yeah, you were talking about that. That's Stillwater. great. That's great to hear, man. They were backed up to Stillwater to get it. That's eight miles. Oh wow! Well, they oh, also man. they also said they they're like busloads of people that go up to Bentleyville, which is right outside, right in Duluth now. Right in Duluth, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, it's got so much snow that they're trying to dig it out. You right. can't even go through Fun. it. Yeah, it's Only a disaster it's up open, there. Yeah. So some of the people that were going to go up to Bentleyville are now coming there, and they had no idea. He said, I didn't know. What, were 10 people going to? John. John said, I don't know if 10 people were going to show up, and we didn't know if there was 1,000. Yeah, we had know. no idea what to do. So they didn't open up um, enough fields for parking. Right. So he was going to be plowing all of those. Got to plow four times what he had now. Yeah. So it should be more. it should be better. Um, how many cars, how long is a car now? About 10 feet? An average. 12 feet? I'd say yeah. that sounds how about right. How long are cars? Mm-hmm. Does say, anybody know? Let's say 12. Average, average car Just length? Just for fun. Average car length. Your car, 40 feet. Yeah, that thing's 40 feet long. God. My God, that's a it's long It's longer car. than my SUV. It is. It's longer than an SUV, which is <laughs> rather. Well, Doug Trimsall, call f- in. 15 Doug will have long. the answer. Well, it's 15 feet long. Apparently. 15, oh. Okay, so basically 1,500 feet would be 100 cars, 300 cars. What are you doing? 380 cars times eight. That would be, yeah, about 2,500 cars. We're backed up waiting to get in. Yeah, they were waiting an hour and a half to come in. Fun. Oh, my God. Yeah, an hour and a half. Was it 3,500? I don't know. Just a lot. So fifteen times. Oh, we're going to what? A mile is five thousand two hundred eighty feet. Mm-hmm. Divide that by fifteen. Do we somebody have to and do get back math? to me. Why? No, because it's interesting <laughs> to me to see how many cars were in line waiting to get in. Uh, that'd be three hundred fifty cars per mile. Three fifty per mile. Yep. Really? That's all. Well, I mean, not that's if there were bumper to bumper, which no, that's true. Which there, no, that's true. Yeah. So, so let's say two hundred fifty per mile. 
right? Sure. 250 cars per mile, so it was 1,250. Oh, no, it's times eight, isn't it? Oh, my God. That's a lot of people, yeah, man. That's 2,000 cars. 2,000 cars. Yeah. But that makes sense because they said there were about 10,000 people. Well, and they had different ways you could do it. You could just park and then go walk through it, or you can rent these little cabins. Yep. And Santa comes to visit the cabins. and I mean, they're very tiny cabins with no facilities. But they bring in cocoa and apple cider and s'mores, and they have a little fire pit outside the cabin, so you can, like, hang out there if you want. And um, they also have a restaurant on the mm-hmm. on the property. Good, ham- good blue cheese hamburger. Yeah, they've got good hamburgers. Um, and the kids were just running around in their snow pants, just sliding down any little hill that <laughs> they, they could were. find in it their snow wonderful. pants. And yep. boys were just beating on each other and throwing each other the in the snow. Yeah. yeah, it was all about the little kids. The little kids just loved yeah. it. It's a good place to bring kids. For Indeed, sure. it's true. So I have to ask you a question as we segue back into movies, Timmy. Yes, sir. Is that Bill Buttflow or whatever his name is that's in that movie, <laughs> Dark Matters? Is he any Buttflow. good? Buttflow. <laughs> what? I don't know what his name is. It's something. Clearly. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Well, or, Bill you know, Buttflow. <laughs> Ruff, obviously, Buttflow Mark, Ruffalo. Is, Mark is very vocal about things. And, you know, yes, you know, celebrities taking the Twitter and whatever, saying whatever about whatever cause, mm-hmm. that generally drives me nuts. But when you get a guy like Ruffalo who is, you know, talking the talk, walking the talk or whatever, I mean, he's mm-hmm. actually doing a film about it, which he has to know isn't going to bring a big box no, office right. in. But at least, right. you know, you got to give him credit at least for putting his money where his mouth is, you know? I mean, and I, and I do give him credit for that. I, I, I'm not crazy about, uh, I, like I say, I let you do your movie, you know, play your tunes, whatever. That's what mm-hmm. I want to see out of entertainers. But for a guy like Ruffalo, who could, you know, probably just keep doing blockbusters, you know, to do this, it's like, you know, good on him, man. You know, it's, and certainly it's a story that people should be made aware of. You know, it, uh, this, uh, DuPont chemical deal where it started where um, there was some chemical runoff uh, allegedly off of this pile, this landfill next to this farmer's Mm -hmm. land in Parkersburg, West Virginia, and um, killed a lot of his cattle, but they found out that the problem was a lot deeper than that. Right, right. uh, You know, again, it's, it's not a it's not a box office movie. It's not an no. audience movie. It's a critic movie. And, you know, so I, I kind of look at it from both perspectives because, you know, again, I think it's important to see. And on top of that, it it moves. I mean, it's a two-hour movie, and it, it really isn't that boring. It's it's pretty fascinating stuff, in fact. Did you ever interview him? No, no, I haven't. I haven't. Have you? I did one time a long time ago, and he was not very friendly at all. Really? Really? <laughs> so he might have changed, but yeah, he was not. He was not. Well, it's the same with Steve Carell, though. I interviewed Steve Carell years ago. He was not friendly in the least. Really? See, I've interviewed him a couple times, and he was very pleasant. Well, that's so, good. Yeah, yeah. Maybe his, it's and me. his wife is. His wife, yeah, could be. His wife, <laughs> yes, maybe this had something to do with it, though. Um,. His wife uh, used to work at a bar, or I'm trying to think if she went to Augsburg. She was friends with uh, my best friend, uh, Brian, out here in, in the hinterland. Oh, okay. They, uh, he, and he worked with her. 
So I, you know, that's that's how I started the conversation about, yeah, your wife, you know, used to go to school here and work with my best friend and da da da. So maybe that just opened it up for something that you didn't hear that day, and you know, because you know how these junkets are with, you know, right. they make a thousand phone right. calls. So you know, no, Carell was great. I, I haven't talked with him in a while, but you know, for what it's worth, he was good. A yeah. couple of times I've talked. We but at I, I, as I've told you. Before, I mean, Costner was a, a jerk the first time I talked with him, and then I've talked to him a couple, three times since, and he was great. Yeah, he's so, a great guy. You know. Yeah, he is. Yeah, very, very friendly. Yeah, I just want—I I wanted to know that uh, because you know you often wonder about the, what the upside of being a jerk would be for a movie star because nobody, nobody is a guaranteed success any longer. There used to be people, no. if, if somebody was in it, that would be a hit. It's not like that anymore at all. Really, even if you. Uh, com- Complete um, social media suck up. Well, yeah, that would help. Yeah, yeah, that would help. <laughs> Kiss enough ass, you know how that goes. It's yeah. all just—it's all a wonderful thing. But no, I just—I yeah. I wondered about that because you know, and Carell, yeah, he was—he wasn't really an overt jerk, but he was very, very close to the vest and didn't—he acted like he didn't have time to do a six-minute interview. Uh. It's that, very that important, you know. Yeah, and, and by the way, The Office wasn't even a hit then. Yeah, the Office had just started out, so it wasn't even a hit yet. Yeah, it's weird. Well, he was on The Daily Show, I thought, mm, uh, before that. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, like a correspondent yeah. or something uh, like that. Oh, that would explain why he was a jerk. Was it for the... Well, the... For, was it for the forty-year-old virgin? Was that during the office time? It had to have been. I, yeah, I think I think it's probably right. No, he he just that would make sense because I literally talk to people and they're friendly and they're wonderful and all the rest of it. And then they attend one of these you know far lefty meetings and then all of a sudden I'm the worst person on earth. Forty-year-old virgin was two thousand five. That's about right. Yeah, so that so would have been about right. Yep. Might have been he got his big break and he got all cool. No, I well, just think honestly, you know people like to fill up their, you know, they like to yak in people's ears. I think it um, has something to do with what they're promoting too, though. Probably, yeah. They know that they're in a movie or a TV show that sucks, <laughs> and they're trying to feign that they're right. interested. Yeah. Um, you know, I talked with the Harrison Ford, Harrison, a couple times. First time was for a movie called I think you can't remember what it was, but it, the movie was a stiff. And I could just tell he wasn't interested. He Harrison was very Ford. staid. Well, he always is. About but when then I would this with be? Him. What's that? About what year would this have been? It, oh, I think it was a movie called Firewall. Firewall, huh? Yeah, Firewall. that was on. 2006? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So that was, and, and he Man. was like, okay. But Harrison's apparently tough anyway. But then yeah, I talked is, with him right. for, a, for a movie called 42, where he was Branch Rickey. And he loved playing that character and oh, it was yeah. a great film and he was really terrific on the call hmm. so i you hmm. know i just think that sometimes in and with Carell, it was um a movie called dan in real life which if you've never seen it yeah is a wonderful movie and then uh, the get smart movie he mm-hmm. played uh smart right and i think he was pretty good on that but that was oh you know what i actually talked about one other time it was for the magic movie what the hell was it him and Buscemi were in a movie where they played magicians. Carell? Yeah, Carell. Really? really? I, didn't, I don't yeah. remember that movie at all. The Incredible Burke Wonderstone? Yes. Yes. Whatever the hell that is. I've never even heard Me of either. that movie. Yeah. I need to get oh, out of the know, house but, more often. Uh, oh, you know what? I, did I talk with him? I think yeah, in this case, maybe then, you don't. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, it was uh, Buscemi. Talk about a tough interview. Oh, man. he's a very tough Holy interview. Smokes. Oh, yeah. If you never get pleasant that tooth guy. fixed. Yeah, he's a very pleasant guy, but just one or two word answers. Yep. Mm. You know who else is like that is Casey Affleck. Interviewing Casey, he's a very nice guy, but he doesn't talk at all. Oh, I can see it's that. Like, oh Just by God. watching him act, I can see where he's not. Not, not a yeah. lot of sh- I talked I, with him for the, uh, for, what was it, the Robert, what the, Jesse James. It's a long oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Session. Yep. He, for, he was pretty good for that. And then uh, his brother is, you know, I, he was one of those guys you got for five minutes, and that was for uh, right. Argo. And he was good, but you could just tell how polished he was at doing it. You yeah, know? yeah. You just know all the answers, and you just kind of breeze through it. Right. Andy, would you so, do me a yeah. favor while we're talking about the Afflecks? Would you look up Casey Affleck's Twitter account? Because the last yeah, time I checked on it, it was, Hi, I'm on Twitter now, from like 10 years ago and nothing else. <laughs> A lot of people do that. A lot of people do that just to get that verification, so people don't open up accounts in their name. That's very, very funny. To pretend like, to be. Hi, somebody. I'm on Twitter now. That's the last thing you ever posted. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. okay, Casey, you having you having trouble finding it? I uh, I don't know if this is actually the real account or what, but does yeah. it get a verified thingy? It does not. No blue check. Well, then it's probably not. Well, it's him. probably not him then. Well, but I'm. I don't know if that's just because he never bothered. <laughs> because I don't think he's actually on. What do you got? Twitter in any capacity other than this uh, account that may or may not be real. Yeah, oh. he posted like I'm on Twitter now. It was the last thing I ever saw him post, which is very funny. But I haven't been on it now in seven years, so I don't know either. Uh, he used it a little bit in 2015, 2014. I would never <laughs> ever go back not on Twitter much. again. Not a chance. No. Twitter's a filthy puke hole. Twitter is awesome to get companies to do stuff that they're supposed to do in the first place. Oh, yeah, that's true, because you bitch about anything now. They'll just cave in every time. Yeah, because they have have agents watching those Twitter accounts, like, way better than phones or emails. They've got to get on top of that outrage before it spreads. But you know why they do that? Because they don't want you digging deeper and finding out the real crap they did. That's really the reason they do it. And I'm not yeah. talking about them specifically. These major corporations that just cave in, it's like, oh, we don't want them knowing about the other thing we did, so let's cave in. That's why they do that. Well, sense. I heard you talking this morning about that Santa Claus T-shirt with the lines of cocaine. Well, lines of cocaine of, and the eight balls, yeah. In front of, <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that was sparked by social media complaints. The thing was, that, that wasn't even Walmart selling um, the shirt. Did you it was, fart? They have third-party companies <laughs> on there. No, I didn't. That was a chair. And you liar. Sounded liar. like... Okay, let me see if I can do it again. Muster, uh, yeah, muster. Muster. Trying to muster hey, a fart. Bear down. Bear down, Jimmy. Bear down. Come on. Now, now, when you try to replicate it, it just doesn't, doesn't happen. I understand. We'll take a break here. We're chairing a wood floor. We'll be right back more with Timmy Lammers right after this. (laughs) What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. 
We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. It was Christmas Eve, <laughs> You've heard this. Who is that? It just says it's Fairy Tale New York featuring Christy McCall. It's the Pogues. Yeah, oh, the this Pogues. is, oh, this there is you go. the number yeah. one Christmas song in, in uh, England. In England. Yep. I know. It's the best drunk Christmas song ever. The drunk and lock up. It's like, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, I love it's it. It's really cheerful, isn't it? All right, before we continue on about Hollywood, i got to ask everybody a question. Timmy Lammers, tell me why someone would do this. Okay, you ready? The reason I'm asking is because people constantly do things now, and you go, why would you do that? You know? A reporter covering a race this weekend in Georgia got an unexpected and unwelcome greeting from one of the runners. As she and race organizers made clear, they weren't happy about it. NBC News reports that WSAV's Alexandra Bojarian... um, was on the Talmadge Bridge in Savannah on Saturday, reporting live from the Enmark Savannah Bridge run, when one of the race participants slapped her ass as he ran by. Why would a man do that in 2019? Why on earth would you do that? Because he's not woke. Because he's an immigrant? (laughs) Thank you very much, Christopher. Oh, (laughs) Thomas. I don't know if he is or not. It's just a suggestion. Oh, that's what that was. Uh, in any case, a clip posted on Twitter shows Bojarian uh, laughing as some of the runners got too close to her, including ones who mugged for the cameras they went by. Bojarian had just explained to viewers that some of the runners were even dressed in costume, and it was very exciting. Right as she said that, a man in sunglasses and a baseball cap jogged by and appeared to grope her. Oh, so he didn't slap her on ass. He grabbed her butt. What a jerk. Bojarian seemed to seem thrown, and it took her a second or two before she went back to covering the race. Later that day, after the clip of what had happened started circulating, she addressed it on Twitter to the man who smacked my butt on live TV this morning. You violated, objectified, and embarrassed me. No woman should ever have to put up with that. You know, does anyone understand why a guy would do that in 2019? I, I don't get Well, Jesus. No brains. Yeah, Think it through, no pal. Brains. What are you? What are you doing? I don't know. Another thing. I, I another question I have for you about this. And by the way, if the news media and uh, you know and these politicians don't think they're pissing everybody off, 
Have you seen how many women have punched other women in the face this past weekend? No, I did not. Where is this happening? There are like 10 of them across the United States. If they don't like the service they're getting, they will just reach over the counter and punch the woman right in the face. What? Why? Yeah. What? Well, in one case, a woman asked for catch. We asked for grape jelly. Yeah. And she inadvertently, accidentally got a package of ketchup. So she punched the woman right in the face hmm. over a packet of jelly. Great Jeez. jelly. Well, there's no consequences anymore. No, and that's exactly what I'm, I'm saying. You can shoplift $1,000 worth of stuff a day. You Why shoplift, not? you can get in fights, you can do whatever you want to. Yeah, doesn't uh, matter. So I don't understand. I really, this anger we have toward one another is going to get very, very, very dangerous. They're going to start burning neighborhoods down like they did in the 60s when I was a kid. It's got to stop. Somebody's got to put, put a clamp on this whole thing. Don't you think? Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the truth? I watched a really weird old movie yesterday. What'd you watch? It happened on Fifth Avenue. I don't know that one. I never had heard of it before either, so I was all excited. It was People got 1947. Rich. Is that, is that? 1947. It happened on Fifth Avenue. Everyone got rich and no, retired. No, it was, a, it was about a wealthy guy who ha- was pretending that he wa- was a homeless Santa? guy. Oh, homeless, okay. Um, because he his daughter didn't want her boyfriend, possibly fiancé, to be marrying her for her money or whatever. Oh, yeah. And truthfully, I missed the first 20 minutes. So um, it was actually a really, really cute movie. And if anybody likes those old movies, black and white movies, I would definitely watch it. Well, see, that that's a question I have, Andy. You as a millennial uh, might have a take on this. Why is it that my generation... Is it because our parents were considered the greatest generation, fought in World War II and all that? Because we went back and looked at all the things, like whether it was movies or music or whatever it was, books, all that stuff. We went back and watched it and read it and do all those things. Why do you think millennials don't do that with boomers? Mm, I don't feel like it's actually really that much different. You don't really? No. Well, they refuse. They they literally they don't want houses that look like the ones their parent they grew up in. They don't want any of that stuff. I don't know why. I, I, that's how it's always been. Every twenty years, every house is different because everyone wants to build it differently than it was before. I guess yeah, you have a point there. I guess it's true. That's true. So, Timmy, what do we got coming up in Hollywood? What do you got coming up on Ooh. TV? Anything good? Good week, man. Well, I really? haven't seen it yet, but uh, it, it, but uh, Jumanji, the mm-hmm. next level, is mm-hmm. opening this week. And I have already seen and will also be talking about Richard Jewell. I heard that's really good. It looks good. Yeah, it is really good. And talk about the news media jumping on a story that they didn't have all the facts and oh, yeah. You know what happened oh, with him. Oh, that he ended oh. up dying very young. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it is. You, know, you feel. Look, he was a flawed individual. There's no question about that. And Eastwood doesn't stray from that fact. This is directed by Clint Eastwood. So, you know, it's going to be good. Um, but, um, you know, it also shows how, you know, this somebody acted on a tip and, you know, published before they really looked into the matter. And next thing you know, it it's like a, a, a virus that just spread and it was out of control. And, you know, everybody was covering the fact that this guy is a suspect in the bombing. Right. And uh, it, they ruined his life. They did. They ruined, they ruined his, his life. life. Oh, my God. So the guy that um, 
plays him. Paul Walter Hauser is his name. I really hope he gets recognition. He hasn't so far for the Golden Globes or I vote for the Critics' Choice Awards, and he wasn't nominated for that either. Um, but um, he was the, I don't know if you remember the heavy set guy that was in the movie I, Tanya. Oh, who yeah, is, yeah. Uh, yes. Yes, yes. He is, that's the guy who plays Richard Jewell. Oh. And he is really, really good. And Kathy Bates is in it, and Sam Rockwell, and, and um, Ham. What's what's his name? John Ham. What's John? John Ham. John yep. Ham, and Olivia Wilde. So great cast. Um, you know, Eastwood is just so brilliant, and um, yeah, he doesn't doesn't uh, hold back any punches when it comes to uh, pointing out, you know, how the media reacted to uh, Richard possibly being involved, and. Uh, they all kind of came to the conclusion that of, of his makeup, you know, who he was, you know, a, a middle-aged white male, uh, whatever, whatever, that, oh, he's the sort of guy that would do this sort of thing. And that's kind of how they operated on with the investigation. There was no concrete evidence of any sort. You know, it's really uh, weird. They've been headhunting yeah. white men since World War II, haven't they? <laughs> they just love to go after white men because apparently they've been in charge for too long or something. Because they don't. Well, the back. thing with Richard Jewell was he was a go-getter, and he just so desperately wanted to be a, a, a not only a law enforcement officer but a great law enforcement officer that served the people, you know. But he was a little too <laughs> aggressive about it, you know. He's the sort of guy that makes everybody else look bad because he's just kicking ass at the job. Um, but, again, he was arrested at one point uh, in his life for impersonating a police officer. And oh, I can't yeah. remember what the facts were about that. But, yeah, again, so, you know, they show that he is a very flawed individual. And, um, again, it's the acting. It's the story. I'm sure. Well, I think there's already one controversy uh, about the reporter who broke the story about how the studio is. They're, they're standing behind Eastwood. But um, somebody's saying, oh, no, that didn't happen. So there's dispute about disputes going on about the facts of the movie. Oh, stuff like God. That. But, but you you have to see it. And, and again, this is a one that will be up for Screen Actors Guild's consideration, et cetera. So I'm sure you'll get the screener. But it, it's worth seeing in the theater, too. I That's mean, I right. That. The screener starts showing up in two weeks. Yeah. Actually, you know what, Tom? The interesting thing with this one was... Um, and I think it actually hurt them with my organization that I vote for. Um, they didn't send out a screener, but they had a digital. They had a uh, link. Yeah, right. And I, I just think people aren't quite, you know, there's so much going on when they get all these screeners that they're not, you know, they, they got what's in front of them, and that's what they see. And, and you know, otherwise a, a link buried in an email is not going to resonate with a lot of people. And I think it really yeah. hurt and the I, voting now. Kathy Bates was nominated though for a Golden Globe, so I'm glad for that because she's always. Mm-hmm. So I saw this one on you know uh, digitally, uh, Richard Duell instead of a screen. But you, you one way or the other, hopefully you're gonna, you'll you'll get the opportunities. To yeah, we'll get. Yeah, I remember year, a couple yeah. of years ago we were trying to watch some of those links, and it was really you couldn't get them from your computer onto your TV. I know. Without some sort well, of weird but, cord or something. So I was like, who wants sure. to sit there and watch it on a computer? Not me. Well, this is the interesting thing with this one. I love it. It was Warner Brothers did it with all their films. They, um, You could download an app from, um, what's our favorite uh, that, that we use? The uh, Roku. 
Oh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. really? And and yeah, so streaming it. So yeah, so nice. I actually streamed it. But that's there, awesome. there that's are having that's a good idea. Yeah, and and they offered that along with several other films that they did offer, you know, with, with digital with uh, regular D V D screeners. But I actually have to admit I I liked it a lot more just being able to stream it. Yes. Um, but uh, again, when you do something forever, like uh, uh, the Academy is trying to get a thing put together where they'll have a streaming channel. I just think it's going to be a while before people get acclimated for it. And, and, and I think it showed that it could potentially hurt the prospects for voting because it was shut out with a critic's choice. And oh, I, really? I was shocked by that. Yeah. I was shocked by that because they love the critics love Eastwood. Yeah. So we'll see. Anyway. I don't know what to tell you, but yeah, that, I forgot all about. It. So, when do the screeners start coming out? Is that after Christmas or is it well, before Christmas? Well, see, the thing is, yeah, it, it all depends. I mean, because the Golden Globe nominations were this morning, Critics' Choice was yesterday, um, so I started getting stuff at the uh, end of October. But again, I suppose it, it's all in your timeline with with voting, the voting deadline for for SAG. Right, that's um, exactly what it you is. You know, and I think that's probably in early January. So I would imagine you're going to start getting stuff pretty soon. Yeah, I would. I, yeah, maybe like right away. But we get stuff way, way early. You know, it, it's you know, but now I think things are going to start becoming refined, and the studios that send out something that they hope might have got a nomination and didn't get it, then you won't get it. You know, but something like Richard Jewell doesn't matter. You're gonna you're gonna get something. Yeah, no, absolutely right. It's a, it's Eastwood, man. He's coming out with a movie a year. The dude is 88 years old. <laughs> He's 88. That's very cool. Yeah, everybody thought that last one, The Mule, was going to be his last, yeah, his final film. That's what they thought. Well, the one final one he's going to appear in, apparently. Oh. Okay. I don't think he's going to act anymore. He isn't? Yeah, he was actually supposed to be done before that, but, you know, yep. it, the role suited him perfectly. It's so good. why not do it? You yep, know? you're absolutely right. Yeah. You are 100% correct. Well, look, uh, that'll be that's one of the reasons I love the uh, the whole holiday season too. You start getting those screeners and we got all the movies and I I really it wish I loved really movies. It really handy to. when it's snowy like this when yes. you know you don't have to go to a screening. Timmy, <laughs> <laughs> you know? I want to I'm going through a tough period in my life right now because you know, once again your gophers kind of caved in at the end and I certainly will watch the Auburn Gopher game but the, you know your Minnesota Vikings are supposed to be good again this year and they might not even make the playoffs and that mm. whole deal and then the movies uh, the movies Catherine and I have seen lately have been dreadful I used to love well, to watch sports and go to the movies what happened I, you know I don't know I, I just think to me and I think you, you guys know this already I mean I just want something original and it's just so hard Good luck. for a studio to come up with something original yeah, nowadays yeah. and uh, you know I mean and to me you know Richard Jewell even though I knew the story it would still seem fresh to me as far as a film mm-hmm. was concerned or Dark Waters for that matter you know it's addressing a topic that you know you think back well Aaron Brockovich my god how long ago was that where you know it was a Taking it, the little guy right. taking on the big corporation sort of yep. movie. I mean, it just doesn't come that often. So I, to me, I, I just kind of boil it all down to the lack of originality. And then you think about something like The Terminator, where they think they're going to reboot it, and that thing was a complete stiff. So oh, people are God. Sick of, that, that franchise has to be dead. Now, I would hope so. Because they've given it how many tries now yeah. trying to keep that thing alive. So. Yeah, that has something to do with it. But I, I'm taking it by your silence, Tommy. 
You mm-hmm. haven't seen The Irishman yet. <laughs> I have not. We were going to do it, but then Friday night, we only got about 25 seconds, but I'll tell you very quickly. Friday night, I ran down to go to the store at Springgate Plaza right there in Golden Valley. As I'm walking into the store, there's a young man and his lovely wife or partner or whatever. She's holding a baby, and they have three little kids between the ages of about three and seven. All mm-hmm. three little kids and the dad had bells they were ringing for the Salvation Army. Aww. And it was it made my night. I literally, it cheered me up that parents were out there showing kids how they should act. That, that yes, oh, I absolutely. know it's cold out here, but we're going to try to help people to, to give them the, their kids that lesson. And it was funny because, you know, I, I threw some dough at them for the, for the Salvation Army. I go in to do shopping, and I come back out of the store, and the father comes up and he goes, are you Tom? I said, yeah, how do you know that? Nobody recognized me. You know, I don't go on TV or all that stuff. He goes, no, nah, I, I just, I could tell by your voice. But it just, he said, he appreciated the fact that I told his children, you're doing a wonderful job here. Thank you. Oh, that's cool. The fact that I would thank yeah, his that's... children for ringing the bell was really a big deal to him and his wife. They're wonderful people. So that sweet. cheered me up Friday night so I couldn't watch a gangster movie. <laughs> in too good of a mood. I'm in too good a mood to watch a gangster movie. But then, and then yeah. the Sam's Christmas thing on Saturday was the KQ listeners at that place were. Lord above, there were. Holy Christ. There were throngs of them. There were throngs of them. <laughs> well, and it just, I was in a great mood the, the whole Regarding the Irishman, weekend. I'll tell you, there's been a disturbance in the force because Uh-oh. Candace watched it over the weekend and loved it, but uh, Mr. Sprinthal was kind of so so on it. You know, Sprinthal didn't care for so, it. So, you know, it's interesting. Now, you know, uh, Mike, Brian, of course, and I, we both love the film. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's 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 fun that, you know, people are offering different opinions about it, you know. And right. So that's that's where it's going to be interesting to see where you and Catherine come down in the whole thing. Or, or Cassie or Andy, are you interested in seeing it at all? I am. I just haven't had time to watch yeah. it. It's you didn't have a week it's to hard watch to a movie. Find time yeah. for a two-hour movie, We've much been, less a three and a half-hour movie. Dave and I have been trying to binge The Mandalorian right now, so we're trying to get through that. Oh yeah. To get to The Irishman. Mm. So. What yeah. is a Mandalorian? He's a bounty hunter. It's a type of someone from Mandalore. But what's Mandalore? It's a planet. Another dystopian universe? Yeah. It's, uh, it's a Star Wars. It's a Star oh, Wars thing. Oh, it's a Star Disney Wars Plus. thing. Yes, and everybody's losing their mind over Baby Yoda because he's so freaking cute. Oh, is that right? He oh. is. Baby oh, Yoda makes God. me not want to watch it. No, it's cute. Mm. <laughs> You're gonna want. He's a, a cute kid. I'm not watching that. Yoda wasn't always a million years old. <laughs> it's funny. Well, the thing is so with that, Cassie, they they uh, don't have any toys or anything available or, really? or uh, oh, baby will. Yoda dolls because uh, John Favreau, the, who created the show, didn't want to give away the secret. So yeah. obviously, merchandising materials uh, can give away a lot for a film like that or a TV show. So they didn't. They didn't give it to any merchandisers. So now everybody wants a baby Yoda for Christmas. Well, that and that would be brilliant April. to to p- package it with a Mandalorian action figure, the Mandalorian with him holding baby Yoda because that's what he does throughout the whole series. He carries around this baby. Yoda. <laughs> oh, it'll happen. So it'll it'll be happen. like Barbie, you know, babysitter Barbie instead of it being a Barbie doll. It's going to be the Mandalorian. I guess it'll be the Easter gift of the year. <laughs> yeah. It'll all work out in the end. All right, Timmy, another brilliant performance is all I well, know. Thank you, sir. Again, uh, Jumanji and Richard Jewell on Thursday. By the way, Andy, when you said the name of the movie Jumanji, Andy cringed because he and I saw the first Dwayne The Rock Johnson Jumanji movie. 
We were sitting in special seats that I paid more for. Mm. And oh, yeah, these the young butt people, shakers. Yeah, they yeah. showed up and sat in seats they didn't pay for and were on their phones the entire movie. Yep. I mean, talking on their phones. Why didn't we yell at them? They tried their best there. to ruin oh. it. No, they did. They tried their best <laughs> to ruin the movie. You didn't yell at them because I wasn't there. I love that. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm I just, the yeller. You know what, though? If I can recall correctly, you were also at Mary Poppins and somebody crapped their pants. That is correct. <laughs> yeah, you, were, you had a bad run there for I'll a while. I'll take the phones over the crap in the pants. Why does it have to say run? You had a great run there. It wasn't me that laid down the deuce. It was somebody else. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. It was not you. I'm I'm backing you up here. Yeah, like, yes, I saw it twice. Oh, I wasn't there. Okay, never mind. Never mind. I didn't know you wanted to chime in. I'm not hurt at all. Here, this is apparently Tom. Tom was there. Oh, is this the Yoda? For the record. This is Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Oh, God, I saw that in the newspaper. Isn't that cute? Very cute. Nice ears. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I want one. <laughs> all right, Timmy, we will talk to you on Thursday on the show and then Monday next week. Absolutely. Well, have a great week, everybody. Drive safe out there, man. It's treacherous. It is. It's treacherous. Stay home. Just stay home. We all will right. get it done. Thank you, Mr. Lammers. See ya. Bye. Bye. We'll be back.